Welcome to Women Weekend, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in addictions, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has experienced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's guest episode, I welcome the divine Jennifer Ashira Ra. Jennifer is an initiator, a code activator, and guide. She's a new voice of the new age. Jennifer helps activate new divine feminine leaders for the new earth. Jennifer left a successful business to follow her soul path, where she now initiates high priestesses and works as a mastery activator. Together, Jennifer and I explore the concepts around the rise of the new activated divine feminine leader, light code activations, the next level for humanity, how to activate your ascended mastery plan, and why activating your divine feminine power and leadership is so important right now, as is community and coming together. So take a listen and enjoy. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the Women Awaken podcast. Hi. Hi, Whitney. How are you? I'm so honored to be here. So great to have you, Jennifer. So Jennifer, you are a initiator, a code activator guide, and a new voice for the new age. You help activate new divine feminine leaders for our new earth. These are all some of the characteristics of what you do, of what your work is about. So could you elaborate a little bit for, because we were just kind of sharing about my audience for this show, and it kind of runs the gamut from those who are just sort of curious and first being called. I would say that we get this calling, this stirring maybe of there's something else going on at this time on this planet with this species, with me, right? That's what people are feeling. And they don't know. And often the question first comes because they're dealing with a lot of dysfunction in their life, right? It could be addiction. It could be abusive relationships, unhealthy relationships, unhealthy relationship with the self. So your work is sort of that more advanced, I would call spiritual work where you're actually recognizing some of your true essence, your true gifts. So now turn it over for you to go ahead and share exactly what it all means. Well, thanks so much. And thank you for the work that you do in the world and opening all this for so we can open up our soul gifts and soul mastery and open the new golden age because we all have those. What I've been shown is we all have latent wisdoms and codes that as we move into higher frequency, they start to turn on. So you start to have you start to maybe sing or you start to have remembrances or you start to know things you didn't know before as you move higher with your ascension path or with your healing you're able to then access these wisdoms that are who you truly are not maybe this old operating system of going fast and getting in traffic and waking up with your alarm and going to work and getting your coffee and brushing your teeth and that whole 3d routine that keeps you numb is then opening into 
who you truly are. And I'm blown away by the fact that I've been able to activate over 1,847 divine souls to their higher purpose. And we have a global community around the world, but it wasn't always that way. I was sitting in my doctor's office in Los Angeles, California, and I was waiting for the results to come back. And my legs were sticking to that paper, you know, the paper on the examining table. And I was running a clothing business. I built a clothing business in Los Angeles from $100 to a seven-figure business. And I was burned out. I was empty. And I, uh, my body was breaking down. I was broke and broken inside. And so as I waited in that office for him to come back, the door handle turned and the door opened and the doctor came in and his face was long as he started to speak to me. And I, I didn't hear anything after that. I went numb. I stopped breathing. I had to tell myself, I just keep breathing. Like everything fell away. It was such a low point for me because what I was being told is if I kept on the path I was on, I didn't have much more time on this planet. And so I had to make a choice. And I didn't know what that choice would be. I didn't know anything else running a clothing business. I didn't know at that time. And so what I did is uh, over the weeks that passed, I did make a choice and I made, and I stepped off that curb into the unknown. And I walked away from everything I knew over about a year, took me about a year to unwind. And I walked into a six year period of being unwound and rewound. And to here where I am today, I found some teachers, I slowed down, took some classes, I opened my body and I started to do things for me. And I started to listen to myself and I started to heal to now where I am today, where I can help others. And so you might relate to me. I mean, maybe you've gone through this with your, your path or you're in burnout or you're wanting to take your next step or you don't know how. And that's that voice inside telling you and it was telling me and I could have ignored it and I probably wouldn't be here today. But I listened and I took that path that I didn't know where I was going at all. <laughs> So, I mean, that's my story. And if you can relate, I mean, to where you're at is those codes within me. Now I've had the time by slowing down and learning how to open my body and with breath and with embodiment practices, I've started to remember those things within me that help to take me to where I'm going, those next levels, those remembrances, those codes that are within you as well. Did you have somebody that walked you through your initiation process? You said that you worked with healers. What did that look like for you? And before this sort of physical breakdown that led you to, to slow down and go within, were, were you spiritually inclined? Were you spiritually engaged with different practices or was this a whole big shift for you? I was spiritually inclined, but my business took my whole life. So I was, I, I went to... Um, a center called Agape in Los Angeles. Some of you might know that. Uh, met Michael Beckwith, and I was definitely on the spiritual path. But I was so um, distracted by my overwhelming business that I only could do so much energetically. You know, when you're so kind of in that world. So I was, but I wasn't in that deep place where I could really listen and and really open because you know six days a week I was in that go 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 and I didn't stop I would go 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 eat lunch at my desk you know all of that so and I met healers yes that opened me but I had to do the work I work with source I work with the higher realms I work within myself and after I was opened and after I I learned about opening my body then I could just take it and and open further and then how did you begin to start having your own work as a guide, as a healer for others? 
It didn't happen overnight. Um, I went through about six years of nothingness, which going from what, like mock 400, <laughs> I had running shoes, I'd run around my factory to uh, like nothing where I would um, fill my day with classes and, and I had time for a really deep romantic relationships, which was beautiful, that opened my body even further. And like sacred sexuality, I worked with Mary Magdalene. Um, I work with some of the higher beings that I would work with that, you know, angels are your guides that come in, um, that we work with, that I worked with in my life. And, and then from there, um, I slowly started to do small circles of women in Northern California, but I dreaded it. I mean, I'm someone who ran a clothing business and told everyone what to do, but I had some wounds about being seen and being heard in this different way. And so I had to really, I'd rather go get like a root canal than have a circle, but I would still put the flyer up. I was living in Bodega Bay, California, which is near Sebastopol, and they have a really great lineage of circling in Northern California. And the women really circle. They don't just circle on a moon. They circle for like 10, 15 years with groups of, of their friends. And so I really learned how to circle and gather. And I really started working through my fear and my not wanting to be visible, having that wound within me and healing that. And that took time. And I can't say even today, it's not all there, but it's, it's so much more open through walking through and slowly starting to gather women and slowly starting to find my feet, my foot, my feet under me and like my, my path. It didn't open overnight, it took time. And you speak about the rise of the new activated define, define, divine feminine leader. Of course, this is the Women Waken podcast. And my subtitle is Awakening the Divine Feminine. So that's been a big calling for me in my work. I share my story a lot that I kind of had this sudden, uh, I would say it was ancestral guidance, spiritual guidance. But back in 2019, I suddenly had this flood of messages or inspiration just to bring women together, to hold space for women, that there was something that women had that was needed at this time on this planet that's missing. And it was a really profound experience. So that's a big focus of mine is that there's a balance needed right now. And it sounds like that is a big part of your work. So can you share about what what it means for you when you say the rise of the new activated defined <laughs> divine feminine leader? Well, I feel it's the women have risen, but now they're activating and it's new because it, we, the divine feminine has been suppressed, oppressed and persecuted for over 4,000 years in the ages of Aries and Pisces. And now we're moving into the, we're in the Aquarian age, which is the age of balance. So this is where the women, the divine feminine within all beings, men as well, they were, they squashed their feelings. They were, you know, don't cry if you're a, a masculine child, it's, you know, you're weak. And, and then the divine feminine and the priestesses and the priest in the temples and the women were, are deemed half a person or walk behind the man or, you know, and, and it was a less than it was to break that divine feminine energy so that that creatrix, that birthing and that power would be controlled. And so it was over 4,000 years indoctrinated. And so now we're like breaking free of like cracking out of that, but it, and to, we're restoring the balance. It's not about that one will be more than the other. It's we're doing it so that you can stand next to your beloved, the divine masculine, and we can walk together. But it's about restoring that balance and 
as a conduit, as the divine feminine is a conduit of the energy, she is then showing you how you can move into the divine within your life by opening your body and you are a powerful channel and you are a powerful being of light and you have wisdoms and you have abilities, intuitive knowings. The divine feminine and the priestesses or the healers or the shamanesses of every village were like the glue that held everything together. And we're like the, the voice and the, and the, like the conscience of that, of that tribe and it's been lost. And so now it's coming back. And how do you see, I, I know you're kind of leading into this, but how do you see it actually, you know, how, how is the new divi divine feminine rising right now? How is it coming forth? Because I think a lot of people look around our world and feel like nothing is changing and that things are hopeless and that we're stuck in this power structure that's just too powerful to break, too big to fail, as they say. And just to, as you spoke to, it's not about anything failing. I don't believe it's about introducing another way, introducing new elements that help to shift the way things are. So how do you see that on a sort of base level happening in our world with people? What does it look like? Well, it is changing and there is the old powers, they are hanging on and the light has won, yes, but the um, the dark, if you want to call it, or the lower frequencies that have been in control for thousands and thousands of years are not wanting to really let go of it. It's a top-down patriarchal structure that is now moving into horizontal. So that's the difference is we're walking together like birds flying together and sharing leadership, not one telling us what, what we're going to feel and what we're going to be paid and what we're going to have ours. We're going to then choose together. And so it is changing. And the activated means you're now activating. You're, you've risen. You, you've started to learn and you started to open your body. Now it's your activating, your soul codes, your soul masteries, your soul wisdoms that have been within you for millions of ages that you've initiated before you ever came to this planet. And that's what I'm seeing in women in our community that are remembering and we're remembering our, our codes, we're remembering who we truly are, and their lives are shifting from not wanting to be seen, having their cap on and like our our gatherings, like not talking, not sharing to like, I see them on Facebook and they're open and they're sharing and they have a soul business and they're walking their truth and sharing their message. Give me one year and being an activated container of light. And I'm seeing this activated divine feminine leader showing up, not just rising, but activating. There's a difference and you're coming out in the world and you're being visible and you're impacting the world. And I'm seeing it all over in the community. How do you think it, they'll, they will be incorporated more in, because so, I think a lot of people feel like it's, th these are just in spiritual circles that doesn't influence the rest of society. How do you see it starting to be incorporated and be felt in different pre presences in our society? I feel it's in every walk of life, women and men are waking up women and men maybe who never ever thought of a yoga class they start maybe with yoga or they start maybe with like a breathwork class like at the ymca you know they they start and then things start opening in their body and they start learning about something and that opens something and then they're in a corporate world and they start to work in a different way starting to kind of like a priestess in the temple but you're in a sacred space wherever wherever you are so you could be a bank manager and you could operate in a sacred way because you have seen the difference in your when you operate in that way versus just being in a linear masculine way when you incorporate the divine feminine and you 
honor each person and you listen to each person and you have that cooperation, it changes the frequency of your business, of your town, of your employees. You probably retain them longer because they're, they're actually being felt, they're being listened to, they're being heard, they're not being just told what to do. So you're having um, a longevity in retaining and honoring and uplifting those you work with and those i'm seeing it all over it's it's not just in spiritual circles i feel the beacon starts maybe in like the spiritual world and then it fans out because that's what we do is we create the frequency here like in a strong beacon of light and then it goes out to all beings across the ley lines of earth so everyone is feeling it and they're activating on their level wherever they're at and you speak about way showers for the golden age so it sounds like all of this rising and this activation is about allowing people to be an example of what can be what we're moving towards how do you view this a golden age does it mean that because i think a lot about well what's what's going to fall away and what will remain and does our does the golden age does our future involve nine to five jobs people still feeling that they have to be beholden to earn a living because that phrase itself never so, sits well with me, right? The idea that you have to earn a living. I mean, maybe I'm too, you know, out there. Uh, but I, I always have this vision of, you know, bringing it back to that we, we get more back to the elementals of life and not having to, again, have this masculine focus of just producing and pushing ourselves to innovate and growth and all of that. And then when I see that shift, I wonder, do corporations fall away Do the way that, because it, it seems like in the golden age, every, the way we do everything changes, families, relationships, education, work. Do you see that? Or what's, what's your vision for the golden age? I see it. It starts from within you. First, it's not a destination. It starts within each person's heart. As we open up these frequencies, we open up the magnetic fields and we open up that possibility of stepping into a life that is heart-centered, not mind-centered. So it's Piscean was you led with the mind, information age. Now we're leading with the heart. Now that's different. That's not everyone's there yet, obviously. Um, you know, you look at the newspaper, but it's also a lot of that's manufactured, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but we lead with the heart and that opens the frequency so that you can, if you just in this moment, just in this present moment, just tap and just drop into your heart and all the problems or chaos or things happening in your life, they all drop away. And this is the frequency, we, you call in your life by when you are in this, these frequencies, you call in that future by the frequency that you carry. We already know that from the heart coherent field, like work of Joe Dispenza and Heart Math Institute. So when we open that, that is the next level, that is the golden age. So as the golden age opens, you will want horizontal corporations if there's even a corporation needed you'll want food for everyone you'll want water that everyone has pure water to drink it's not going to be like well if you can't afford it too bad i get water but you don't it that's not going to be the mindset because if you live in this frequency it doesn't align and so it's as we open this more and more and as we move into it the the aquarian age fully activates in 2025 so in it i mean it fully with a buffer period because we're in a buffer period right now piscean aquarian and then it fully activates in 2050 the aquarian age like we're full so we're in this in-between world of piscean aquarian of mind and heart of old and new and so for right now it's 
opening that space within you because if you can open your heart and you can do more heart-led ways of being you give everyone permission to do the same it's on it's it's the collective consciousness that you tap into and it's real right and how do you think that people become aware of that because right now it seems i mean i i believe it's inevitable i think it's going to be a shift but there's going to be some people who don't who are resistant to it i mean there's a lot of people now who do not align with any of what we're saying they'll say this is ridiculous. This is people who are out of their minds, which I'm happy to be out of my mind. I think it's important to get out of your mind sometimes. So you can actually just feel and tune in, you know, because just as what you've spoken to, I've felt that most of my life more so recently that we're going to reach a day where we realize that competition is not what life is about. And that pushing forward and having this hierarchy system hurts all of us. And of course, that's connected to the idea of oneness, that if you're suffering, then I'm suffering. It's collective. And that brings another issue that we don't have to get into. But I also often think about the fact that there's so much suffering on our planet that none of us really have a clear conscious right now, because we know that there are people who are not able to live well and people that are oppressed and people that are hurt and abused. And if that's true for any of us, then it's true for all of us that we're all kind of So I think that people want to deny they're like, okay, well, I got my nice cozy position in this world. So I'm, that's all that matters. Everyone else has to fend for themselves, but it, but I've just always felt that we're going to reach this point where we, our consciousness rises to to the point where we recognize that wherever you are is where I am. We have to go together. So how do you see that sort of spreading further through our population? Well, it goes out along the energy lines. It doesn't, you don't have to listen to a guru and, and, and that guru student, the teacher student model is gone. It's not about that you're needing to hear from someone to give you the information. It's about we're all masters. I feel everyone on this planet is a master. We're all at different levels. And it goes out along the energy lines. And also you can be inspired by someone. You can hear something on YouTube. Someone can say something to you at the store and it just like awakens you. There's awakenings that can happen um, in a split moment. And then some take more time and that you're like taking a workshop and you really are on your path or starting on your path. Mm -hmm. Or you are just feeling something open up within you and you don't know what it is. And you start to feel different and you start to be you're in a relationship that might be toxic and it's not healthy and you're like I, I can't be in this anymore i just know it's not my future and that's not an alignment and by dropping that you're stepping into who you truly are more and more yeah and jennifer i know that you also through your work you talk about um your high priestess initiator you speak of atlantis lemuria civilizations do you also align with the idea of uh, we might call it star seeds but just the idea that there are there are other species in our galaxy and our cosmos who are at a higher level of consciousness where they live in this harmonious way that we are breaking into and so i've always seen it is that we're just a younger species in terms of we haven't learned like the higher truths about life and ourselves and that when we are starting to awaken some of it is inspiration coming from other places in the galaxy but also from a remembrance of what has already existed on earth. I, I align with the idea of Atlantis and Lemuria. I, I think that we've had more civilizations than we find in our history books. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I'm coming to you from the mountaintops of Lemuria in Hawaii. And yes, um, absolutely. There were civilizations here. This is the fifth incarnation of a 
of a like a human incarnation on earth and each time there's been a whole cataclysm they've like burned the house down and then it comes back again and then something is seeded and there are planetary seedings here there's a lot of beings that have come here with codes and wisdoms to help us and they've come at this certain special time to help activate this planet and help us to move into this next age because there's forces that don't want us to move into that next age and and that's very very real as well right now um and so it's holding that and we have to band together and be in communities of light and so like so like-minded communities so you can have that support and that structure and that's why we have community at at our light priestess temple where you can walk together because it's so important you know as a healer as a someone on the path you can be alone a lot and it can be really lonely and so you don't have that support and these lands did exist and they're they're activating again and there's temples of light like i've traveled for eight years activating portals and temples of light around the planet i'm active I came to Hawaii to activate the Golden Temple of Light on YPO, which is holding the energy center for this entire planet for the next million years. It's in the light form now, but it will be, you know, at some day, I don't know when you'll be able to walk into it, but it's where every ascended master that works with this planet comes into this temple um, to work with this planet and work with the energy. And it's held and it holds all the codes of this planet in one place and and so things like this are happening on the planet and i know it might sound fantastical but that is in my life as is real talking to you is as real that is as real for me because i can see it i've walked in it i've been in it and i've traveled across the world to be here so it's really interesting how they're all coming up they're also activated and awakening again just like the divine feminine Yes, which is so, which is very exciting. And it is so important to have communities. And it's so wonderful that people are coming together more and more in these communities where they are recognizing that they hold this truth together. They hold this, this intuition, this calling, whatever you want to call it. And so they join together. And I find that important because I know when I first started having these concepts, I wasn't really sure why I didn't know where it was coming from. I didn't know if it was make-believe or what. And of course people started coming into my life just by happenstance, you know, no coincidences. (laughs) It was alignment, right? It was synchronicity. And I thought, oh, wow, maybe this is really something. So community is, is so important because as you said, there are forces that are holding on for dear life because I sort of view it as a, a bit of, um, I would call it basically maybe like love versus ego where those who are stuck in the way things are is a very ego thing. It's fear. It's fear-based, right? They don't want to let go of it because it's given them sense of a world that doesn't always make sense, right? Our universe is infinite. The truth is infinite. It's big. And that can be exciting or it can be terrifying to some people. So I feel like on this planet, what we've done is try to make very rigid structures around what life is. And if anyone tries to blur those lines, people don't like it. And then there's also those that you've spoken of who have learned how to benefit from people being in fear. Because when people are in fear, if you offer them what they see as comfort or validation, then you have control over them. And that's what I see on our planet is people who are mostly controlled by fear and those who have learned how to do that. And the more of us that come together and recognize that it's an illusion that we're controlled by anybody, that we're much 
bigger than what we're told or any governmental or corporation structures. And that the greatest wisdom and gifts that we have come from within. We don't need anybody else to tell us. So Jennifer, when you speak of helping others to connect with and work with their soul gifts and their mastery, that's such a beautiful thing. Because I think the other thing we have in this world is people think that they are worthless. They think that they don't have, they're not special, that they're not, they don't have anything, right? They, we, we're such a, a society of externals. We look to other people and we say, wow, they're famous and they're wealthy and they have prestige. So they matter. And I don't, I don't have a very impressive job or education. So I must have nothing to give. And it's such a, it's such a falsehood. And it seems like the work you do is to help people recognize that you absolutely do, no matter who you are. If you are here on this planet now, it's not for no reason, right? It's not like you just showed up here. You are here because we are at this phenomenal turning point in our humanity's history. So, and everybody is needed here because we wouldn't be here otherwise, right? Absolutely. Um, very powerfully said. <laughs> I don't know if anything can add to that. That's really beautiful. Um, I feel, yes, everyone is a master in their own right. And you don't need to be a famous celebrity to, to share your gifts. Like what is something that you love to do that you would do for free? What is something that lights your soul up? Where are you at your best? What are you doing in that moment? Because that's your gift to the planet. Because if you're in that joy and that bliss and that heart-centered, you are a lot, you are gifting your magnetic field to the planet. And the more you can be in that, the more that you are opening up the golden age. Mm -hmm. And it could be petting your dog. It could be walking on the beach. It could be holding your baby. It could be wearing that new dress that you just bought and you weren't sure you wanted to like put it on and you put it on and like, ah, oh, and you just like, I want to save it for a special occasion, but no, wear it. Give yourself a beautiful flower petal bath. Give yourself ritual bathing. Give, anoint yourself with some beautiful oils. Spend 10 minutes with yourself and open up your body and give back to yourself. And what do you love to do? Because as you open up, then you are stepping into who you truly are and your gifts and masteries will start to open because your body will start to trust you more. And it will start to say, well, she's ready. She's honoring me. She's she's slowing down. She's intuitively grounded. And I think she's ready. And then these codes start to open within you and revealing deeper levels of who you are. 100% every single soul on this planet, you and me included, have latent soul codes that have not yet been activated. So the higher you can go into frequencies, you know, get yourself into maybe some beautiful circles of women or into like, if you like to sing and do like a choir or into just opening up and having meditative space in the morning, taking baths, anything that puts you in that space, riding a horse, like whatever it is. And then keep doing that and start to see what opens in your body as you're opening and you're giving yourself these higher frequency where you're stepping into that magnetic field because the heart coherent field goes out it's nine meters and it turns on and it's energetically it's energetically to the ends of the universe so when you think of someone like why do they call you is because they can feel you energetically to the ends of the universe and um, physically it's a nine meter magnetic field that that's how you manifest your life in is through this magnetic field. 
Beautiful. And can you elaborate a little bit more on, on soul codes? What are those? What are those that we, we have within us? What are those soul codes? Soul codes, like everyone has dormant codes within you. And these are your original soul codes. So you might, if you might not, not everyone believes in past lives. I do. And I've seen you've had, you know, most souls have had one to 8 million or more past lives. So in these lives, you've been initiated, you have wisdoms, you've, you've uh, mastered ways of being. Um, like, why does someone come in and they're a world-class tennis player and then someone comes in and they're kind of just beginning? Well, in my opinion, that person's probably played tennis in like 10 previous lives and they've mastered it. I happened to have played tennis when I was younger and I was like, how are they so good? Like, how? And I was, you know, it took me time to get my forehand and my backhand and my wrist strengthened and all that. And, you know, then you see the Williams sisters and it's like, what? You know? <laughs> and so it's like, I feel, so that's just kind of like a, just an example, but um, you, you've, you've been initiated and you have wisdoms that you've brought into this life. Now, this life, you might not have a safe container, your family system, you might have had a difficult upbringing, you might have had an alcoholic father or mother, there might have been abuse. So you, you might have seen angels or you might have seen things and then you shut it down, you made, got made fun of, you were shamed, or you just didn't feel safe and so you shoved it all down. And so, or maybe not. Um, but then as you get into more activated containers of light or more higher frequencies of, of circles or communities that really honor you and walk with you and, and believe in the same things you believe, you start to feel safe again and you start to open. And then these soul codes, the original soul codes that only you carry, you only have had these initiations, not anybody else. That's why you're so needed because you are a facet to the whole and your codes and your wisdoms are needed. And as you feel safer and as you feel in these, you feel more open and as you start to relax and move into pleasure, not into fear and flight, but into pleasure, you move into the parasympathetic from the sympathetic nervous system, you open that. These start to come on and activate within your life. I've seen it within my life. I can now channel for people. I didn't know how to do that uh, five years ago. I, it's just, I, I don't even need to go into the space. I can just start seeing things in their life. And that came on through opening these these codes it just came on in my life and it's a gift now that i can help others and i also channel and my channel i used to have a mandala and i'd have to put my roses and my crystals and when i went to sacred sites i'd have to have all it set up and i had it was very like i had to have all of it set up or i couldn't channel and now i just sit down and i just open it like it's just so relaxed now because i think i've opened more and i've relaxed into it more so i've seen people in our community release karmic ancestral pain. I've seen um, illnesses go away. I've seen a complete new ways of doing business open up in their on their business. And I've seen healings um, come into their bodies. And it's just because they started to be in these fields of light and they started to open and relax. And, and by continually being in that, it's not just like a one-time thing, by making it kind of a way of life and a way of being, you start to you start to open these codes within you and you live a life a year before that you don't recognize. It's amazing. It does sound incredible. And it, it does seem to be just sort of like an unfurling. I think a lot of people expect we are a pretty impatient species at this point. So a lot of us are like, okay, well, you know, I should be some sort of magician once I start like trying to do my spiritual work and meditating for, you know, a few minutes a day but it does take time, right? Like these things kind of come, seem to come online or open up 
in their own time when, and just like you're describing, I, I, what I love about what you're saying is that again, we're so connected to externals. So it's hard for us to imagine that in part, some of us just being here on this planet is all we have to do. Because just like you said, we're emitting this energy once we align with our soul codes. So we don't have to actually, it's not always about doing something. We, we very well might end up just as you said, becoming you know, coming online with different healing modalities or coming into community and helping others or being a part of something. But the biggest thing is just our presence, right? Once we've started to activate. Yes, your presence is, num- is the most important thing. The doing is secondary. If your presence is off, there's no reason to do your soul business or your sacred work if you're stressed about it or you're tight or you're sending out nervous energy. Um, that's not the new age that's not going to bring in your dream clients or your the life that you're really wanting because you're a match you know you you're a co-creator of the quantum field and if you are emanating that that's what you'll get back and so it's by opening that presence and that beingness is truly the golden age the doing is like and it's going to be so wonderful when more people can truly embrace that because it's one thing to hear it it's one thing to work to understand it, but to actually come to know it will truly change because then we can release a lot of these feelings of unworthiness, of not good enough, of having to prove our worth and our value. You know, I know that's something that I speak to a lot in my show because that's what I've experienced is believing that because of certain things that did or did not happen for me in my life, that I do not have the same things that other people have to be loved, to be of value to be of worth. But those are such misconceptions. It's, it's almost uh, hard to fathom how we even came to, got to that point. We are sacred beings. <laughs> We're part of the universe. How did we come to believe that we are nothing? That we are, most of us seem to believe more sort of a, ba- of a baseline, again, sort of unworthiness. And it's such a tragedy. It's so sad. Yet it's inevitable that we will remember because we all will always come back to the truth of what we are. Right. And that's, again, it sounds like the age of Aquarius is when we really, like it really starts to accelerate that we, we're not going to waste our time anymore with these falsehoods. We aren't. And the more that you come into who you are, the more you come into presence, the more you center, you're not as swayed by trickster energy or falsehoods or, Mm -hmm. you know, marketing techniques or fear-based scarcity marketing techniques you're going to see through them. But the more, but if you, you get off center and you're in that flow, I get off center too. I, I get where I'm going too fast and I, I forget to do my morning practice or I don't have time for it. And, and, and then I see the difference. And so it's like coming back into that so that you can be that presence because that's all that matters. And I was working with a healer and he said, your exhale is all you need. If you can lengthen your exhale, that is going to keep you in centered. And that is, and I'm like, well, that wouldn't help with the breathwork crowd who have all these like fancy breath. And he's like, yeah, well, you can't sell a long exhale, <laughs> but that's truly, if you can just lengthen your breath, that's your prana, that's the crystal light coming in. And that's just one way to know if you have really shallow breaths that you're probably in a, um, like a more um, sympathetic, nervous, you know, fear and flight situation. And if you slow it down, you open into pleasure and, and into creativity. That's such an important thing to remember. It's, it's wild how some of us don't 
aren't even aware of our breath throughout our day. And it's the most important thing that we do. <laughs> we got to breathe. And it can, again, we, we're in such a hurry so often that I do that sometimes. I'm like, I don't have time to ch- chill out. And, but I've learned to make time for, if you can just take some space for some breathing, it literally changes your whole demeanor in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, Jennifer, I appreciate you so much and the work that you do and speaking to these very important points and concepts that, you know, again, is it's not fully embraced. So it's still, I found it's changed my life a lot to step into this. I've lost some people in my life who don't feel connected with this and that can be challenging. Yet what I often recognize is that it's a big difference though than a, a few centuries ago, when if you did speak of these things, you would be hurt. Yes. And persecuted and killed. And we're not totally there yet, but we've come a long way where we can, especially those of us who are in places where we do have free speech, we can speak to this and be relatively safe. So I always applaud those who are speaking to it because I believe that's how it starts, right? We never know where our words might land, especially when we open ourselves up to mediums such as radio and podcast. Cause just like you said, somebody might just hear one little thing and they'll say, Hmm, I've kind of felt that way. Or I've kind of been thinking about that. That's interesting. And then it can move them along their path to tap into their soul gifts, activate their soul codes, move into a place where they feel their true worth and their gifts coming forward. And that's when life gets fun and exciting, which is what it's meant to be. It is. And it's, it's yeah. a journey and we're here to learn and relearn and share our gifts and help open this new age. However that looks and everyone has their own unique soul gifts and path and, and mastery to do that. Absolutely. Well, Jennifer, again, thank you so much. Would you share with us how for the listeners, how they can find you, how they can connect with you and work with you? Oh, yeah. You can find me at lightpriestesstemple.com. That's our webpage and our portal. And you can find me on Instagram at Jennifer underscore Shira. And um, we have a membership and you can walk with us and be in a community of light and open your soul gifts and masteries. All right. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Appreciate you. Much love. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.